Hello, this is Louise Wiles and a really warm welcome to Successful Student Transitions, A Time to Thrive. And welcome to this episode, the first in our new series for parents and carers, Family Change at University Transition. So we know from personal experience that this can be a bittersweet time for you as your young person leaves home. This series is designed to support you as you adjust to your new experience of family life an emptier or empty nest. Each episode will contain five tips on various topics related to parenting and parent experience, drawn from our personal experience as parents of young people heading off to university and also our professional experience as a transition and well-being coach me and counsellor and education psychologist Elizabeth. A new episode for parents will be released every Friday. You may also like to listen to our student episodes released every Monday called Lean Into Student Life. So we hope that you find this episode helpful. Please help us to spread the word by telling your friends and family about the podcast. And also follow, subscribe and leave a review on your podcast app of choice. So thank you for being here and on with the first episode. So welcome to Parent Transitions. Your young person has either left for university or you're in that final stage of packing up and preparing. I wonder how it's all feeling. I imagine as the parent of a university age young person, you will feel positive and excited for them one moment, sad at their leaving the next, and possibly even worried about how it will all work out for them, how they'll cope how might you cope? And maybe with a sense of excitement at the extra time and free freedom you'll have a, as a result of them leaving. In short, it's a mixed bag of feelings. And this is quite normal. And of course, as parents, we want the best for our kids. We want them to be safe and our negativity bias, hard words since our nomadic days, means we'll look out for danger, worry and the what ifs, not just for us, but for them. We need to remind ourselves that this is normal. Tens of thousands of kids go to university each year and guess what? They survive. They flourish, thrive and enjoy the experience. That's not to say they won't have down or difficult times. They probably will. And they'll call on you for support. So how do you as a parent, how do you parent through the university transition? Today, we're going to give you five tips. Um, Louise, what's tip one? So tip one is, remember, it's not just your child who's experiencing a a period of transition and adjustment. You are too. And I think often as parents, we forget this. I was a parent or a child going or a young person going to university last year. And I was so tied up in their transition. I completely forgot that it was having also (laughs) an impact on me. You know, if your only or last child is leaving for, in, for university, you're going to be facing an empty nest. Um, and if you have other children still at home, OK, you're not quite at that empty nest stage yet, but you're going to feel the change in the home um, and have to adjust in some ways. Now, as we said at the beginning, as Elizabeth just outlined, you may be feeling a mix of emotions and, you know, it's totally normal to feel a bit sad. Often we we hesitate to to talk about feeling sad or a sense of loss. Um, But, you know, it's normal because what you're seeing here is one 
the end of one stage of your life and the beginning of another. And so what we'd say is that if you're feeling a bit sad, um, then give yourself time to feel it. Don't negate it. Don't tell yourself, this isn't how I should be feeling. Um, It's normal. And you might want to spend some time just, just thinking about the past. You might want to spend some time looking back at photos and videos and memories of your child. You know, think about the good times that you've had together um, and take time to to reconcile the fact that, yeah, life is now moving on and you're moving on to another stage, but you haven't lost those memories. All of that happened before is still there. You're still the family that you always were. It's just that the structure of the family is, is changing slightly. And I think also it's important to think about how your support has helped your child to be who they are now and where they are now. Be proud of that contribution and be proud of a young person and what they've achieved. It's also normal if you don't feel sad at all, just excited for your young person. And if that's the case, then great. But just know that there may be moments when you do suddenly miss them and feel sad in the weeks and months ahead. And that's absolutely fine. And you may want to do what we've just discussed there for those moments too. So it's all changed, not just for their young person, for them too, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tip two is help boost your young person's confidence. It's really normal to face a new situation with some apprehension. And how you support them to this next stage is really important in helping them to build their confidence. As they prepare to leave home, there will be a lot that you need to do, you need to do together or they need to do. And tempting as it might be, we're going to say, try not to do it for them. They need to take responsibility for this move. Help them initiate lists or draw up plans, decide what they need to do, buy or pack things, but don't do it for them. This is a chance for them to kind of expand their independence, look after themselves, be building all those skills that they'll need for the future. And encourage them to do the things that they need to do to liaise with university. They'll have likely a lot of communication letters and emails about their course or accommodation loans and everything. Um, You might keep an eye on them in terms of their insurance on top of things, but really try not do it for them. Um, This is really important for your son or daughter, that actual leaving can be difficult. At the point of separation, they may suddenly start to ask questions about whether they can or will cope. And if you can point to the times that they've done that, all they've achieved in their preparation stage, all the thinking, all the planning, all the choosing which university they went to and what course, that will help build their confidence in their ability to manage and organise themselves. It may help to have some what-if conversations. What if you lose your bank card? What if you have a problem with your room or accommodation? What, what, what if you don't hear from your tutor? You know, Are there issues, are there things that you're worried about in the future? Having those conversations and just listening to them, articulate them, is really important. And watch out for that tendency you might have if they say, I'm worried I won't be able to, for example, make friends, or I'm worried I won't be able to do my course. Your natural inclination as a parent is to reassure them, 
You've made friends before. You've done all before. You'll be able to do it again. This is not necessarily a time to reassure them like that. If they have real worries and concerns, listen, acknowledge, um, understand that these are normal things that they would worry about. And then if you want, explore it a bit with them. Don't tell them what you've done it before. They know they've done it before, but they're just telling you, I'm worried about this next change coming up. If you acknowledge and validate them, they'll come back to you with other worries. They'll know that you're that you're taking their worries for real. They'll know that, you know, this is a time when they can have worries and talk to you about them without you trying to fix them. If you're trying to build their confidence, build it through those conversations about, yeah, I can understand this might be difficult for you. Listen and then think about later what they might do about it. Okay, so tip three, what kind of parent do you want to be? Um, so this is perhaps a bit of a strange question because I don't know whether you've thought much about what kind of parent you are currently. Um, and it may be that it doesn't change very much, but it's just worth thinking about this because your relationship, the basis of your relationship will change slightly as your child becomes more independent or your young person becomes more independent. And, and, and so, yeah, your involvement and the way in which you interact might change. You know, I love there's this evolution of how the parents um, relate to their children that sort of follows the, um, the management, different levels of management in businesses. And, you know, as, as children are very young, as babies and children and toddlers, we're their managers. We manage pretty much every aspect of their day. We have to, we have to provide their food, we have to get, help them get dressed, we have to manage them getting to school and all of those kinds of things. But then as they get older, we begin to supervise. So we're not so much hands-on, we watch and observe, but we might sometimes get a bit more directed in what we're asking them to do. I think now, as our young people move to university, I think the consultant role becomes more applicable because that's all about being here to support, to be consulted when they want to need us. But we're not really involved in directing their every day. We really shouldn't be. Um, so I think that might be a useful analogy to think about using as a parent as you go forward. Now, our aim, I think, is to enable them. We want our young people to develop a sense of their own sort of personal agency, their ability to do stuff for themselves and confidently. And also, as they move to university, they're going to need to become independent learners. Um, so independent learners, as they study, do their ac academic studies, but then independent doers, if you like, as they manage every other aspect of their life, you know, um, to trust in their abilities and to look after themselves. And I think as we, as parents, we can demonstrate our confidence in our children by relaying our belief that they are capable, that they can be independent, that we have seen that behaviour in them. Um, and that even though there will be tough times, we have faith and belief that they are able to carry themselves through those times. Not to say that we're not there to support them, we are. Um, but you know, if we have that belief, then they're more likely to have that belief too. 
And I'm kind of thinking about, you know, that point when you leave them at university and it can be a bit emotional. Um, and I think as a parent, you know, I definitely try to be calm and smiley and to help set them up and then to leave and say, well, what are you going to do now? What's the first thing you're going to do? Often it's a good suggestion that they go and knock on a few doors, invite people to have a cup of coffee or a beer or whatever with them. But to leave them with that sort of belief from us as parents that, yeah, you've got this, you're going to be able to go and mix with people and make some new friends. It's likely that your young person is going to call you with challenges, problems and upsets. And I think it's really important at that point not to be drawn into their drama. Um, I know a few times that's happened to me and I've, you know, it's very difficult not to, to get totally into the narrative and, and but I've kind of taken a step back and thought, right, think consultant mode. I'm just going to listen at this point a bit as Elizabeth has just said. So show empathy and compassion. Of course, that's really important. But ask questions that encourage them to think about how they will cope with the situations in quest. So questions such as, hmm, well, what do you think you could do instead? <laughs> how can you how, how can you best manage that situation? It sounds a tricky one, but what are your ideas about how you might manage it? And perhaps also encourage them to look for help elsewhere. You know, ask for help. Um, we have a whole podcast episode on asking for help because generally as humans we're not very good at doing that but they're a really useful skill to develop particularly you know, as you move to independent living at university tip four is be we're thinking about planning and thinking about communication and home visits so you'll know your young person best and what will work best for them so ensure that this is how you're thinking and will help them rather than being driven what you want I mean, you might have had the experience of different, you know, young people in your family going off to university and they might need completely different things. But we know it's hard not to do, not to know what they are doing every day and what they're up to and where they are, because that's what's happened before. So it's it's time now to let them, you know, have a bit more independence and maybe choose what they share with us. Certainly, I know from particularly one of my children, I got the edited highlights. <laughs> but it can be helpful to pre-agree um, how frequently you're going to communicate. Will it be once a week FaceTime, a text every now and then? And what about coming home? Um, when are you going to see them? Is there a, a time in that first term when maybe the days are getting a bit darker and we know that there's a little bit of a dip sometimes? Um Think about planning in somewhere there that you're going to connect with them. It's good for them to have time to settle and not to think, well, every time things get a little bit difficult, I'll run home. Perhaps agree that they'll come home in that six weeks in, and this gives them enough time to get through fresher, settle into their course, and then come back from a break. Um, by then, people will be hitting the freshers' flu stage, the nights will be drawing in, people will be getting tired, Perhaps a good time for a break and refuel, ready for the final run up to Christmas. Of course, you'll know your young person best. Are they wanting to be that student who just goes off and does that first term on their own, or do they need some? Will they need some more check-ins? So, 
remember you'll be getting a more independent young person coming home at Christmas time. You may need to agree some new boundaries or behaviour or expectations on both sides. And in one of our podcasts, when we were were talking to students about university days for them, that was one of the things that they wished they'd done, was made some agreements about, well, now I'm an independent person. I've been at university for a term. I know everything. Uh, What's going to be like when I come back home? Am I going back to what it was like before or is it going to be different? Yes, absolutely. And that's really underlying sort of knowing your child and the different expectations. Because I, you know, I have a friend whose daughter went off and really didn't want much connection and contact at all. They're close family, but you know, her way of coping was to go and do it on her own. Whereas my daughter was keen to see me quite frequently. So, you know, it's different different things for different people and it's 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 making the decisions together what feels right but what encourages them to also build their independence and connections at university which is where after all they're wanting to build their life so important to think that through and tip five as we come to the end of our first five tips and first episode in series of eight episodes this one is all about you do something nice for yourself you know it can be a slightly worrying and upsetting and challenging time for you So look after yourself and plan to do something for you or yourselves if you're doing this with your partner. Something that's enjoyable and sets a tone for the future and helps you to look forward to a future where you do different things that don't enjoy said child who's just gone off to university and sort of positively frames the future for you and gives you something to look forward to. And there's another reason for doing that, and it's that it's important that your young adult sees that you're doing stuff without them, that you do have your own life to go back to and move on with, um, because that then helps them to feel comfortable settling into their new life too. So a summary of our five tips today. Tip one, remember this is your transition too. It's not just their transition, it's a transition time for you and your family. Um, Tip two, think about boosting their confidence, how you would do that. Tip three, um, think about the parent you want to be in this transition. Tip four, communication visits, those transitions back home and back into university. Think about how's the best way to manage that between you and your child, your young person. And number five, really importantly, do something nice for yourself. Look after yourself. It's a transition time. Thank you for listening. So next week, we're going to be back to talk about something that I'm sure the majority of parents face at some time. Certainly, we both have. That dreaded, panicky, teary phone call as the tough or rough times hit. How do you cope with these tricky conversations and how do you know whether it's just a 24-hour little blow-over kind of thing or something more serious? And if it's something more serious, what do you do? So we'll be back next Friday with that episode. Meanwhile, we both wish you a calm and peaceful week ahead. Bye-bye for now. And now for the legal bits. The information contained in this podcast is for information purposes only. The content is not intended to act as a substitute for professional advice. 
Please do not delay in seeking professional help for any medical or mental health condition. Use of the information on this podcast and associated materials is at the user's own risk.